Today on Mob Rules. Our dick turns into Joe. We cut people off far too soon in rapid fire news. We talk about some made up missions. And it's a game of Palooza! I got my shirt off! It's episode 15 of Mob Rules! Welcome to episode 15 of Mob Rules, the podcast that costs soul blaze. Because, you know, it's it's useless. Uh, I, of course, oh, yeah. Power armor. Yeah, power armor. I had to kill a guy once. Uh, I've actually had, pretty good, I've yeah. had pretty good luck with Was it a bar? <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't the, have been sharing that's a stall. Uh, you can hear Ted there sharing his uh, blazing stories from bars. I, of course, am John. And we're joined today via the magic of the inner tubes uh, by Joe. Who will occasionally sound like a monkey. When yeah, cuts because out. Cause we have a new soundboard and it's it's extraordinarily dangerous. So whenever he cuts out, it'll just be a monkey. Uh, <laughs> through the power of technical wizardry. How's it going, Joe? It goes. I, I see John's hand moving over there. I know the monkey noises are coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because we're casting video oh, we're just not, we? he's not casting back oh, maybe if we uh cut the video it won't we won't have him cut out no maybe yeah. maybe that, oh, well. that's, that's some that would probably also. help to find out yeah, yeah. give us a chance to yeah. put monkey noises over him so. oh yeah so we have to we have to do that at all I just yeah okay so how's everyone doing dad doing good how you doing? I, yeah I don't know. you know it's cool i'm just hanging out you know my my knees are a little cold I don't know why my knees are a little cold. Your knees are cold. Yeah, my elbows are warm, but my knees are cold. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> it must be a uh, uh, herniated disc in my knee. A herniated. Yeah, right above the knee. A herniated <laughs> kneecap. A herniated quadricep. Oh kneecap. man! This is such good 40k podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Such good 40k podcasting. <laughs> what, what? What are you? Wasn't that? that was wait, wait. The... I thought I was an X-wing podcast. <laughs> Fuck! We just ruined your day. But that. That would be an excited monkey because X-wing was mentioned. Oh. <laughs> All right, shut up. Now. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Ted, forty k. What, what have you been up to since we last talked? Oh, so um, let's see. What did we do? So we did. We had our our, uh, our debate a while ago. Oh, before we go, go. Okay, yeah. All right. Never We're gonna re- no. Let's rewind. Go back. It's fine. We, uh, we got us here. Okay. Fix it in post. <laughs> so we did, we did our debate, and then um, I think we got uh, had a, some pretty good feedback from some people on feedback. DACA. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, Which is not usually something you hear in a sentence to yeah. get together. <laughs> and really, it's relative because it was like you had to scrape a lot of salt off that pretzel before you finally like could eat it. Oh. But um, so it was really kind of exciting. I think like we might have to do that again. So yeah, I think we're gonna we switch the format out. I think six minutes is too long oh, for, okay. for most attention spans. Yeah. Um, for mine, mine certainly. I have to oh, say. Yeah. Well, I think like something like if you're gonna discuss policy or you know like a larger topic mm. where there's like a lot of philosophical or ethical teasing. To Six do. minutes like, is perfect. But yeah. when you're talking like little plastic spaceman, <laughs> right? That... Narrative or yeah. competitive better. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I think it, yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool. Maybe if we did like a, a bigger segment, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, um, Horus versus. I, I think like we were Horace talking about like, Horus versus. Emperor. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Do you think you could have an academic debate about Horus versus the Emperor? Or would there be enough content Yeah, I, there? I think that's pretty doable. Yeah. Uh, the real thing is, 
you could handle that debate pretty quickly. And then you're going to get into the fun debates. Like, how many copies of Perturabo would it take to take down Horus? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you allow it to degenerate is what you're suggesting. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you have to. You can't have mass debates without... Degeneration. <laughs> They're really throwing in the master debates. Though. Master debates. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna squeeze that in whenever I can. <laughs> wacko. Yeah, wacko, wacko, wacko. Um, but I think that we. <laughs> so, so you you put a pull up on our, yeah, our page though. Ted. I, I was just so, about to mention that. Yeah. So there's a pull up there. I haven't checked it in a while. Um, it's I think like a couple days after we had about five different five people posting on it. So it was it was slowly getting some traction. But I'm really uh, curious. Like we we had a little bit of a lead going towards the. Because I asked three questions, like, who do you feel won the debate? Was it narrative or competitive? Um, do you feel that you're a narrative or competitor, a competitive person before the debate? And do you feel that you're, you know, what, what do you uh, consider yourself after the debate? Um, and I think it, it was tipped towards the narrative people. I think mm-hmm. mostly the narrative, uh, you know, like a lot of people that were uh, uh, chiming in were narrative players. They prefer narrative beforehand. And um, I think they, there was, like, one person that swayed over to uh, narrative afterwards. Um but it was so. I'd love to see like some more people uh, kind of give us some more feedback on that. So it's it's not just uh, John, myself, and my sister and his wife. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have got my wife to do it too. Uh, um, I mean, the yeah. only podcast she listens to. <laughs> you know? I think. I mean the 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 issue we ran into as well is. Uh, I mean, our, our competitive guys did a good job for the time they had to prepare, which was about a half hour. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it was unfortunate. Um, you know, we had. <laughs> you know, a, a best plans of mice and men. Um, but we had a uh, we had two teams lined out. We had our narrative teams, and we had to really like pull to get them like kind of last minute. And I mean, well, not last minute. I guess we had like a week. But it, you know, like the competitive people. You know, we picked two of them, and uh, wrath battle. Like, hey man, you guys, you guys could talk. Like, get your points together and everything else. And um, in the half hour that it took me to say, all right, you guys are part of a team, and. You guys should talk. They had already been talking about their points. So the competitive people were being competitive people. They were getting their <laughs> their debate uh, chops down. And then I was talking to the narrative people uh, like about a day or so beforehand, and they were like, "Oh no, we have. I've never actually met him, and we haven't talked yet." Um, but then, like last minute, we had uh, both of the competitive people. One of the competitors, no, both of them like pulled out. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we had to get like two new people, and we're like cold calling friends. Like, yeah. hey man, what are you doing? <laughs> Our buddy Ethan was like literally in his underwear on the couch watching anime. When I called him, he's like, "All right, I'll come down." <laughs> so like half an hour later, he shows up and glows. Oh man! Well, at least he tell me up he recorded like that too. <laughs> <laughs> we wish, we wish. Um, no, but you know, to, to be fair, uh, at the same time, one of the guys, uh, I'm pretty sure that the argument for competitive would have been uh, ten out of ten shits week. Um, and that would have been his like pro pro competitive discussion. So yeah. I mean, I think we got some good points raised up, and yeah. I think the the feedback that we did get off of uh, Daco once you know we'd uh, we pushed it, <laughs> we put some water on it to melt some of the salt off, uh, <laughs> was that it really isn't kind of a, a black and white subject. And I oh, think yeah. that's something that we struggled with was you know trying to make a very gray subject very black and white. Well, I think we kind of noticed um, after the discussion we had it like we opened it up and just kind of discussed it. But I think that was something that we both kind of recognized, or maybe that was after everybody left. But I think we were talking about like how it is, like you know, how much competitive, how much narrative, like gets you going. You know, like yeah. 
uh, 40k is intrinsically has an, a narrative to it just simply because you it, it's not checkers <laughs> like yeah. it's, there is a story there's something that people are drawn to dude if you haven't played uh, storyline checkers you're you're missing out <laughs> you're you're missing out <laughs> but yeah so i mean i i like i said i think my takeaway from it was like they are there's definitely two distinct styles of play i mean mm-hmm. they can interlap sure sure but um if you're playing narratively, there, there's always a little bit of competitive there. And if you're playing mm-hmm. competitively, there's always a little bit of a narrative there. Um, you just need to go in with the right expectations for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like I, said, like I said last episode, the issues I had with the game was yeah. I went into it for an equal competitive game, which mm-hmm. that's not what it was sort of set up to be. Yeah. So, what, do you, uh, what do you think, Joe? Is there, how do you balance that narrative uh, and competitive? So, when two people end up getting together and wanting to do something. The most (laughs) important thing is to communicate. Uh, You need to let whoever you're with know your needs and what your expectations are when you set down little plastic spacemen and start rolling dice. See, right up for like a little bit, I was really hoping you were going to go into like a polyamory speech and then you just pulled out the little (laughs) space or anything. I feel he was reading off. Oh, no, no, I'm not big on team games. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, and I think, it, like I said, it comes down for me having spent the majority of my time back playing 40K in a tournament setting or using a tournament rule set mm. that has really just burned me. And, mm. and, you know, playing just a lot of games against some very hard army lists and just getting stomped is just oh, yeah. has burned me. So I go in with a certain expectation of how a game should go. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you saying it's not fun to get table turn two? Oh no 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 see at times it totally is i mean like i said the major- i think the person i've played the most over the past couple of years has been one of the guys in our local group josh neal and i've beaten him once and, which is surprising because neil's pretty scrappy right and he and he brings super hard lists but you know what? like he stomps me to the ground i still have a blast and uh, one of the other guys i think the worst tabling i've ever received was from one of the guys in our local group back colin wingo Mm. with his Eldar just after Scat Bikes and Wraith Knights were, like, all the rage. Oh. Uh, came up against my orcs, and it was, like, tabled in 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, then we sat and played Bounce Off, so it, it was all fine. <laughs> yeah, just moved on to a different game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, my takeaway from that is just I, I need to personally realize the situation I'm getting into and, mm-hmm. and change my mentality appropriately. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is um, uh, go check out the last episode if you haven't already. And if you can, please go to our Facebook uh, site. Uh, the poll shouldn't be buried between too much stuff. <laughs> I don't think we've been posting on there in a while. No. So it should be pretty easy to find the poll. And definitely, um, I don't even think you have to sign, sign in, you know, as no, long as no. you just gonna go anonymous. Or, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, that'd be super rad. We get no monies for that. So well, uh, unless you want to give us money. Yeah. No, in which case that would be okay. <laughs> Message us. <Money's>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then for 40 K stuff. Um, yeah, we, you had that, uh, November challenge or no January challenge. Ah, uh, yeah. January paint challenge coming yeah. in and it was the, the first, uh, yeah, it's all of my paint challenges for, uh, uh myself, uh, Joe mm-hmm. and Nate, we, we run the kind of the, the big Alaska community for, for war gaming up here. Um, my end of that, they got the competitive side down as I, you know, do the, the hobby stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every month we have a new paint challenge where it's like a different subject. Uh, it has to be pun based because I really enjoy <laughs> puns. So yeah, this, this month was, Jan- yeah, yeah. Th- this month was January where you had to paint a new model that you received around Christmas time. Um, and it's, you know, it's actually, it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. We had some really nice models showing up. 
uh, outside of 40K, too. Like, we had a weird purple Wolverine baby show up Yeah, just today. a few minutes ago. Just, just a few minutes ago. So I think it's a Malifaux model. But yeah. it, it looks amazing. I don't care what it is. It, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, I finished my testicle sac Tyrannocyte today. Mm. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, and that's you're going to put some pictures up on the Yeah, I'm going to put some pictures on, on the Marvel's Facebook page. Cool. I'm very excited about how the sack part turned out. Not so much the white part, but I think... From, <laughs> All the testicle jokes. From, from, painting, from, like, <laughs> from painting like seven... Oh, like the turns I have, I have a lot of uh, meiotic spores. I have a lot of um, mucoloid spores and, mm. and spores in general. So painting sacks, flash color, <laughs> has kind of become my jam. And I have a really good formula for it to get it done really quickly. Um, so cool. I'll put that up on the site there. Yes, Joe. Yeah, I've got a I've got a question about that. Yeah. So they're really good, but I've been wondering for a while. Um, a lot of Tyranid players take inspiration from things in nature. What, what did you use as a model to <laughs> model it on? Did you just bust out a mirror or? Yeah. So <laughs> Ted's <my>, tea bags. <laughs> I, I sat a, you know on the edge of my, my my chair, you know, beside my modeling desk, and then there's a mirror on the floor, and just every now and so often, I just you know look on down there and be like, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, that's the right kind of brand. I think, you know, honestly, what really sets it off more than anything, what makes it look disgusting um, is the veins. Yeah. I make very sure that I go in and pick out every single vein in a very bright green. I use uh, Scorpion Green, one of the old Citadel colors. Uh-huh. Um, and it just, when you put a brown wash over that afterwards. Oh, so, yeah, I'll do, uh, the, the way I do it is you start off with the Kislev Flesh. Uh-huh. Then you do a Blood Letter Glaze. And then you dry brush with the, the dry paint, the, the Eldar flash. Mm. Uh, and then you do a Reichland flash shade over the top of it. And then you go back. And I probably, you know, could save a wash, but you go back and you pick out all the veins in this bright neon green paint. Oh. And then when that's dry, you just go over with a quick wash over the veins alone. Damn, you spend more time and on the re- testicle veins than you do on the model in general. And it re- well, so and like the rest of it, like the the main part, I have a Leviathan, so it's like white and purple. Okay. And like the the white is like two washes and a white dry brush, mm-hmm. and the purple part is a purple and a purple dry <laughs> purple glaze. Yeah, you. Are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then it's just like so much work goes into the sack. But isn't that true for all life? Wait, so you I use uh, <laughs> oh, God. your purple. What, what color do you do your chitin? Uh, my chitin is purple. It's uh, I think it starts off with the dark purple. I forget so, the name of it. John. Yeah. What did that make you have some purple helmeted warriors? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> with mass sex <laughs> and like I've, I've made like weapon options like i mean i said i talk a lot to one of our like josh one of our tournament players a lot about hey i got for christmas like one of the crone harpy kits mm-hmm. and i'm like dude which one do i make and he's like crone the harpy sucks but honestly the decision was made as soon as i saw that the crone holds two sacks under her arm so i'm like yes oh, wow. yes i can paint that and you know two hanging sacks oh uh-huh. i will play that ever again <laughs> Yeah, so it reminds me of this like '80s horror movie called Rabid. Or is this? Did you ever see that? It, it was this chick that was like she was infected with uh, this. It was, I don't know, it was like the alien symbiote kind of like thing. Like she basically had like this penis like thing with like this uh, stinger on the end that would come out of her armpit, and she'd be like making out with guys. Then like that thing would come out, and she would like poke them with it, and then they would become like get the whatever it was and have like their armpit <laughs> dicks poker thing that's so weird yeah it was really horrible yeah. so yeah my, my the di- 80s were a strange and wonderful time yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah my my, my dicknits are coming along great then i guess <laughs> tyridix yeah tyridix joe well what have you been up to this testicle bit now what have you been up to in 40k 
Uh, well, if you guys remember way back from episode, what, what did he call it? One and a half? Yeah. Uh, I never actually completed what I promised I would paint. So that was the cultist? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, we listen yeah, to ourselves. That's, that's been about me. <laughs> wow. So but you got the cultist finished, right? No. Oh. So, but you've been working on other stuff. I, I've seen pictures, or maybe I haven't. Maybe I'm just attributing other people's work for, to you. <laughs> see, uh, let's but, see. In the interim, I finished my brass scorpion off, mm-hmm. which looks actually which really is, nice. That that, yeah, that silver blue looks real sweet. Because oh. he has zinch. Cool. So it's a greater brass scorpion of zinch. Have you been playing Freeblade at all? The app, the iOS app, yeah, where you control an imperial knight. Oh, oh no, oh, no. Okay. no. There's a lot of you of fight brass scorpions. scorpions. Yeah, you, you play. You uh, fight brass scorpions. Yeah. Um, and you kill them, right? Because oh, yeah. that's, that's my experience with uh, breast scorpions. No, and you, you jail them and tell them about how they can be productive members of society. And then in three to five months, uh, <laughs> they, you see if they can be paroled. <laughs> so, yeah, you finish your breast scorpion. What, what else you got? Uh, the one thing I actually do have on my modeling table at the moment is I'm working on a Big Mac Stompa. Oh, and, wow. I yeah, too, I've, yeah. Oh, cool. Not gotten as far into it as I've liked. I've been a little busy lately, but uh, I. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, what? What? You're you. kidding me. You did oh. how many monkeys? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 you cut out. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, I, wait, I cut out? Yeah, 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 you're, yeah, back, you're yeah. back. You're back. You're back. <laughs> at, at what point? Uh, so I have something on my desk. Yeah, you have something on your desk that you're working on. You're you you're doing a Big Mac Stompa. I oh, think that's we, right. Our, and our, a bunch of monkeys. Our, our local competitive community up here uses yeah. the ITC oh. rule set, uh-huh. and recently, for for God knows why, uh, they let you use a Big Mac Stompa in a tournament list. Uh, so what essentially you have is a discounted Stompa with multiple D weapons that I, I took it in the game against Oh, Kurt. oh the you build one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I now know of three people locally who are building one right now. Uh, mm. Joe, Joe is one of them. So what are you doing to make yours big Mackey? Uh, well, like all really bad orc players, I'm taking a... I, I see gesturing. I oh, laughing. Yeah, the dog was doing something yeah. to my nether regions. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see Ted over here patting his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dog has wandered in. Like all room. bad orc players. <laughs> yeah. I took a Star Wars toy, oh. and I just started gluing things onto it. Oh, I think I saw a picture of that there. Uh-oh. Yeah, it looks really... It actually looks really neat. Is it on AKW? No, no. no I'm, I'm hiding it for now because yeah, it's shameful. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be on its way. I know for me, my, my buzz gob... Uh, instead of a head, it's going to have the top half of an Imperial Knight. Um, and then all of the guns, because that, that gaze of Mork is, is amazing when it goes off, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, the, if, like, two times it will a game, statistically. My, well, my <laughs> first, statistics for orcs. My, my only experience uh, with gaze of Mork was I was playing against uh, Chris Frost, one of the guys in our playgroup. Um and I have my Tyranids, you know, my, my usual very competitive, like three yeah. Flyrin, you know, all Spore fun. Um, and I had my Malanthrope in the back giving Shrouded and all these other the color saves and all that wonderful stuff. And he gaze of Mort and he one-shotted my Malanthrope to death oh. with the very first shot in the game. I was very upset at that. But God bless. God bless him. <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't argue with good old orc shooting. 
Yeah, I, I guess when we were playing against Kurt and Dan, like you were able to get both like your eye and your lift to drop off. Oh, I got my lift to was... drop off. I um, oh no, I did. I actually, I think I was able to get um, who's their tank commander, dude? Pask. I got. Yeah. I, I lifted dropped her to uh, Pask. That was great. That was... <laughs> the lift to drop. Uh, that's the real killer on the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a fun word to say to lift the drop. Yeah. What does it do? It lifted drops you. <laughs> Very descriptive. Oh. So you've been working on a Stampa, and uh, so are your orcs coming back to life? Yeah, like I've off and on considered parting ways with them or selling them because the army doesn't super sync up with me. But I love doing really, really crappy conversions. And it turns out that orcs are the perfect army for that because oh, you can literally oh, oh. pain, man. You can literally uh you can literally what? Lit- literally just I don't know, glue some plastic card onto ah! a floor. <laughs> Put a little orc up top, up, maybe a Gretchen head, like, poking out behind a wheel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right door. Right, right door. Right, 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 that's pretty good. So Joe's been working on orcs by just taking yeah. a single sheet of plastic card and gluing an orc on top of it, calling it the Stompa, because orcs. Um, the he glides. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been. Uh, it's the power of the wall. He believes it works, so it has to. I've been uh, working on my Teradix. Yeah. And, uh, Tad, you've been got, working on your knights. I got a knight. Yeah, another knight. The, the Atropos or whatever. The, the 1950s uh, sci fi all the lasers guy. Um, yeah, I was going to take him against, uh, against Phil in our bat rep that he did a while back. And, but I just couldn't finish it in time, so I ended up taking the AKBB uh, Battle Brothers list uh, against him. Uh, unfortunately, I stomped the crap out of him, and I got a lot of salt on the internet. You got a lot that. of YouTube comments on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, what dude. kind of tool brings three knights to a casual game? Yeah, oh, you read that too. Yeah. Uh, like, well. Oh, no, I'm just saying it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was, that's pretty much exactly what it was. Yeah, that was, that was all the comments. <laughs> yeah. But. I was really hoping, like, he kind of took a list that I thought w- would defeat it. You know, he had lots of las cannons mm-hmm. there. Um, unfortunately, I was able to, like, cock block his melta can- uh, multi-meltas and put him down <laughs> with some cheap-ass assault troops. <laughs> but, yeah, I, anyway, so I think, like, uh, we're going to do a, um, I think we're going to do a rematch. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try and bring the Atropos, and so uh, we'll see. We'll, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be four nights this time. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell him what my list is, and we're going to, like, I want him to try to beat it. Like, so if I do my mini battle report on that one, where you know I take Phil's battle reports and edit it yeah. down to thirty seconds, yeah. I won't have to do any editing. No, just, <laughs> and just like, they died. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, on uh, our YouTube channel, we do have a ninety-second uh, version of the battle report that Ted did with Phil. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of fun to make. I could cut it down to thirty seconds or remove all the moving ons, but uh, yeah, it, it was good. So where I get another one of those up there. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on some orcs too. Um, I, I haven't finished an orc. I haven't finished painting an orc in about a decade. So I'm I'm really excited about. Uh, I got some of the the knobs for the um, black reach, not black reach, um, sanctus reach, and I think I'm trying to try and like get a few of them, at least one painted by this weekend. But also on that is like trying to finish the night by this weekend, and hopefully paint two tanks for Kurt by this weekend. So. So we'll see, and paint a painting for a comic shop. <laughs> you know, you know, one of these days you're gonna, you know, take some stuff just for you. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that's that one knob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna paint the one knob. <laughs> oh. He's halfway done. 
Awesome. Uh, well, you know, I think it's probably a good place to call it quits. No. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. No. Well, uh, we're going to go away us. for a quick break for something fun, uh, and then we'll be right back, and we'll be talking about new releases. <gasps> I just and, released. I know. <laughs> Man, ladies kept checking their drinks. Thanks, Bill Cosby. Hey, buddy. Have you tried chocolate? It's a natural aphrodisiac that doesn't trigger any of the FBI's chemical tests. Wow. Thanks, guy. Where are you going? To the grocery store. Chocolate for that special lady that doesn't know she's special. Yet. <laughs> Welcome back. We just have a fantastic outro piece recorded about uh, how Joe plays tournaments uh, and tactics he uses. And it was it was quite fantastic. So thank you for that, Joe. Yeah, we'll hear about the future. I try. I try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to do some rapid fire news, um, which means we're just going to be talking very quickly about some of the stuff that's happening in uh, 40K land. Uh, through James, James Workshop, <laughs> James, 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 James Workshop, uh, Forge World, Hi, and uh, I'm James. some Black Library. Uh, yeah, James Workshop, who you know, you take him out for a date, and he ends up costing you like 120 bucks. Oh, wow. And you leave disappointed. No. Whoa. Whoa. Salt. <laughs> this is high school? Oh, All right. So first one here, we have the new Stark Collecting Boxes. Brand new collections for Tau, Turnits, Space Marines, Skatari, Necrons, Demons of Corn, Demons of Nurgle, Astro Militarum, and Necrons. Go. Uh, great. I mean, what is it like? You get like thirty percent off roughly, and if you go buy it at the store, that gives you a discount. You know, you're looking at almost half off. So I, I picked up two of the turned once. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like sixty six or sixty eight dollars each, which is pretty much the price of a hive tyrant. Mm. Um, well, no, no, not quite. But yeah, you, yeah. you get my drift on that there. Yeah. So, and and I need all the gargoyles for for formations that I plan on running against you, Ted. Uh, <laughs> what, what about it's you? Really Joe? nice. Oh, it's really nice to see bundles that actually have a good value to them like it always kills me when i go onto the gw website skitari ad mcmanifu bundle click now buy oh, everything yeah. like i, I just... think i'm actually paying like five bucks more for this yeah yeah oh, oh, i, I didn't out, buy any every time it's, i've uh, that calculated those it comes out exactly but you know if once you're it depends like if you're paying shipping or not a lot of those are like over the shipping costs but yeah i buy those things independently at like the war store or whatever and <laughs> you're basically just yeah so i mean it's actually and it seems like it's something that's continuing um i know there's a new age of sigmar box coming called as slaves to darkness which oh. focuses on the chaos stuff well, so like the lizard man too right i think there's a few age of sigmars that came out as well with that um there's lizard men and a few others yeah it was it was uh, smaller dwarf. than 40k releases. Sort of which one what monkeys dwarf. All right, Betrayal oh, of Cal. Right. Next I'm topic. Not, I'm told you it's oh, quick. Okay. we got a minute and a half. Uh, Betrayal of Cal sequel on its way with new plastic models. Possibly. So that's supposed to be Assault Squads, um, regular tactical squads, and what else is supposed to be in there? I know there's a couple I, characters. I heard a Rhino. I heard some vehicles in there. Really? But, I, mean, I heard that, that, that was a pretty early on one. That doesn't make that. sense to me. I think they're only saying that because the, the Damocles Rhino disappeared from Forge World oh, site. Yeah. But I think all the tanks are just getting reboxed. So that's all <clears> it was. But definitely Rumblings. It was a, a super popular game. I hope they're not trying to convince themselves that it was the game itself that, that sold that box. The game was fun. The like, game was fun. It. Don't get me wrong. Well, I haven't played it since we first <laughs> reviewed right. it. So, so there you go. And then, Joe, what do you uh, think about this uh, rumor of Betrayal at Cal sequel? Uh, it's made up by people who like making up things. They're all liars. Oh, <laughs> oh see, I think it's true. So, so Joe has it down as a solid lie. Uh, and I have it down as some truth here. So you don't think they'll be expanding the, the 30K plastic range? I'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, because I like being a contrarian. Okay. Oh, no. so, I, we know this about you. But yeah. <laughs> do you have anything to add to the contrarian contrariness? 
Contrariary or... Oh. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they did another Betrayal of Calf sort of setup at some point, but I really wouldn't see something big like a Rhino in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just from the perspective of box space. A Rhino comes on how many sprues? Like two, three sprues? Mm-hmm. And you have to shove that in there with potentially a bunch more Marines, uh, maybe some more Terminal. You mentioned Assault Marines. I mean, All right, so Space Wolves are on the way. <laughs> Topic <laughs> three, Space Wolves coming in. Uh, hot. We have some leaked pictures of some uh, Wolfen and then also the rumblings of a new campaign book versus Chaos That's Demons. really exciting to see some uh, the Wolven making a return. I mean, anytime like, they release uh, a model line and then discontinue it, like it's pretty disheartening. So it's cool to have those people who have the uh, the old medals be able to pull them back out. For sure, that's, for sure. Joe, cool. Joe, what's your take on the Wolfen? Um, I'm actually going to go back to the rhinos in the box since you rudely cut me off. Uh, the rhinos are simply too big to get into that box, man, okay? That's all I'm putting out there. Uh, the wolfen, the wolfen looked like crap. Yeah, I'm the wolfen. they back for the model. I do not like. So I, that kind of reminded me, like when we were talking earlier before the podcast, like um, you know, it kind of looks like the Age of Sigmar people designed some 40k stuff and then put a whole bunch of like Aquanet and braids over a bunch of like hair pieces. So, so something I was saying to Ted earlier is, it looks like the Age of Sigmar folks designed a unit and like, well, shit, this doesn't fit into any of our armies. Like, ah. 40k 40k just shove it there throw a backpack on it. um you know. maybe it will be better in person once there's better photos yeah. but just from the ones on that white wharf it's right. I, i'm just reminded yeah. of the same reaction i had to the centurions when they come out about how like fucking goofy they looked from yeah. the initial pictures from white dwarf and um how how much better they look in person mm-hmm. um so i'm certainly hopeful it's that i i Honestly, I don't know anything about the Wolfen or the rules. I hear they're close combat monsters, pun intended. Um, but at the same time, the, the mo- I just it looks so goddamn goofy. What did they have before? I think they all had rending was their big thing. I think they had like an extra attack um, and fleet back when fleet was awesome. All right, so that was good. That was rapid fire news. Oh, that's I like fast. that there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, boxes, boxes. Rumors and unsubstantiated rumors and uh, a grainy picture of a German white dwarf. You know, this rapid fire news kind of makes me feel like um, kind of like a, a hand job right before like the your girl starts talking about like what to cook for dinner. Yeah. And leaves. Because I'm bored and disinterested. <laughs> that was like last time. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Don't talk to me. Just no. Just do your yeah. thing. Yeah. So just going over a couple other things. Uh, Black Library has a couple things coming out or, or that have just come out. You have uh, book 33 in the Horus Heresy series, ironically called War Without End because, <laughs> God, I don't know when we're going to get to Terra in that series. Um <laughs> But it's an, an anthology of about 21 stories uh, that's being a collection of three other anthologies uh, from all of our favorite writers. Uh, you got your Aaron Densky. C.S. Scroto. Yep. Scroto. Scroto. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gav Thorpe, uh, Aaron Densky Bowden, Graham McNeil, Rob Sanders. Uh, there, there's some quality stories in there. So this this is dropping this weekend. So yeah. I think by the time this comes out, roughly, it should be in hand. And then uh, Forge World uh, is releasing... Corvus Corax was their most recent Primarch release, uh, Master of the Raven Guard, uh, as well as uh, Thousand Sun Upgrade Kits, which, honestly, those Thousand Sun Upgrade Kits look amazing. And the red they do with that, uh, oh, man, I went into almost went into so much debt when they released those. Uh, the Corvus, though, the Corax, when I saw the pictures from the, his, like, when they first showed them off unpainted, oh, yeah. I did not like the model unpainted. Yeah, Just off of the... 
just off of it was the jigsaw puzzle uh-huh. um that was my sound effects board obviously oh. <laughs> it was not joe dropping something in the background <laughs> i did but now that i've seen him fully painted up and no, it's, uh-huh. it's an amazing looking model um they really hit it it looks weird with the black pupils. It looks like he's unfinished. I mean, we even <laughs> yeah, we, like everybody who draws. Yeah, eyes. yeah. We, I mean, we know the the Raven Guard. That's just that, that's how they do. That's that's what he yeah. looks like. But at the same time, it's like. Uh, I think I, I I love that. You know, I think like I had the same reaction because I was thinking, uh, uh, what the hell is the Emperor's Children guy um, with the the cor- oh, Skrillex? Uh, yeah, was it him with like the the lofty white hair flowing back Fulgrim? Yeah, it just it just looks so. I don't know. I, I don't I don't care for that one mm-hmm. exactly. And so I was kind of seeing it as a repeat. But yeah, you're right. I think like painted up like with the black hair it really ties it like subdues that that the flying lofty hair. Yeah, uh, yeah, rock hair for sure. But no, I'm a big fan of the model. Yeah, the, the wings look super fly, uh, pretty <laughs> pretty fly, pretty fly for a, a pale guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I, I am. There's a part of me that really would have loved to see them do the feather loincloth thing uh, from the uh, the book cover. But I'm kind of glad they didn't. <laughs> I don't think you know, it translated. That, that's always well. something you can model in yourself to. Yeah, that's true. You know, forge that narrative. Yeah, go down to the hobby store and get a bunch of. Uh, uh, feathers and yeah. glue it in there. All right. Well, you know that, that's our new releases, rapid fire news. I think I think I'm going to do a little bit more time than a minute thirty next time, <laughs> or at least have a giant buzzer to cut people off. Oh, yeah, yeah it just seems kind of rude. Well, my take on the whole thing is though is yeah. like we're all internet savvy. Mm-hmm. We all you know know exactly what's coming out and all that other kind of fun stuff. They just mm-hmm. want to make us make dick jokes about it for ninety seconds. Aww. Aww. dick jokes, dick jokes. Speaking of which, uh, let's go. A noble goal. Noble yeah, goal. noble goal. Uh, let's cut to commercial and hear another double gulp. <laughs> that, that's me. Take jokes. That's me. Yeah. Look All at right. <laughs> Fear consumed my every waking moment. It wasn't rational, but there it was, ruining my life. Then one day I came across a book called How to Be a Cheating Asshole. From the very first chapter, it helped me to confront my fear head on. In a world filled with easy answers and cheap solutions, how to be a cheating asshole showed me that the way out of my despair was to use loaded dice and not declare what I'm rolling. Its message was so strong and so real that it put me on the road to a happier, more fulfilling life. And it made my fear a part of my past. Stop by your local retailer now for a copy of How to Be a Cheating Asshole. Also available in audiobook, read by somebody who only sounds like Donald Trump. Good times, good times. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Bang, fuck, I'm dead. Wait, wait. What? Did you find some monkeys? (laughs) I got a question, actually. Okay, go ahead. Can one of you guys explain, like, this whole... What? 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 Sorry, I staggered there a bit. Is it your wife Uh, talking or something Can one of you guys explain this whole meme thing that uh, Nick keeps going on about? Oh, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we had a, had the uh, last time we had the debate, and I think uh, uh, Nate, Nate misspoke. misspoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was running on like zero sleep with like forty minutes notice of the debate. Uh-huh. Uh, so he accidentally said that Games Workshop was stopping the story part of the game yeah. and just solely focusing on. Oh, the competitive it? part or something like that. Yeah, and I think he was trying ah. to say that he divided, it was divided uh, developers and the story writers. Um, but I think, like, that's unfortunately, like, instead of ha- give, having the opportunity to correct himself, 
Like, he just jumped right into, like... Yeah, kept jumping further and further down into that rabbit hole. And he didn't quite have a, a correct himself. So it just... Ah. That's where it stuck. So it, it became, like, this inside thing that um, uh, Ethan and I were joking about. And uh, we're like, man, we should make, like, a um, a meme of Donald Trump. <laughs> we're trying to figure out, like, what to say. Like, make the hobby great again. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I feel bad for him. But I think he, he wasn't too happy about that. So, um, so we just unfriended each other, and it's good. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I felt kind of bad about it, but I also asked for a blank of me. <laughs> you had so. nothing to do with that. Uh, just says uh, we're going to make Games Workshop great again. No longer writes their own fluff. So <laughs> yeah, they said they were going to outsource their fluff, uh, pretty much. Which you know, I I might be okay with at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as you know you don't outsource it to. Um, well, I mean, like Marvel, like every once in a while they rewrite their fluff. Like DC, like all the great fluff writers for fantasy yeah. rewrite their shit every once in a while. Uh, Star Wars, like they just straight up said like everything up to this point, uh, like in the books, gone. Not relevant. Oh, Knights yeah, of the Old Republic. Kind of for the best, though. Well, I think they said that like the new stuff, like since they bought the... Mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic might still be canon, though, because I heard they Kylo wasn't. Ren's uh, lightsaber crystal has a little blurb. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're going to be talking about something kind of spinning off of the, the narrative competitive thing we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about alternative mission types. Uh, so oh, that's yeah. kind of stuff outside of the big rule book. Uh, outside of you know campaign supplements, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of you know how to how to play the game differently your way without being told it out of a book. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Ted, this this was Some, your. Sometimes I sit on my hand and wait for it to fall asleep, and that's you know just playing a game differently. You know, this is a stranger. That's right. <laughs> so so, so oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah see, there, <laughs> What's it called, John? There, there's there's that Skype delay. Um, John beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. What I mean, Joe. I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, you are quite, you know, known locally for for like the the fun community events where you have a lot of different mission types uh, and different kind of ridiculous things that are happening, often involving soul blaze. I have to say, <laughs> um, what what's your take on this? Oh, I love soul blaze. <laughs> so missions missions can broadly be broken down into three varieties: those that you make. Purely for making the game more balanced and competitive, because oftentimes the book missions are a bit lacking in that. Okay. Missions that you make to tell a story. Well, real quick, and how, how do you, you make... feel that... Um... Okay, anyway, but I'll, I'll ask you that after you're done. So, what was the last one? Oh, and uh, missions that you make just to screw around and have a good time. Like... When you sit on your hand and wait for you got a question. Okay, so um, so you feel that book missions aren't necessarily balanced. Um, I <laughs> I know by bothering to question you on that, the internet is going up in fervor. Forty k is not balanced. Blah blah. But like, what, what is it about uh, the the book missions uh, you feel are unbalanced? So most of the like classic Eternal War missions aren't bad. They're pretty good, honestly. And a lot of them are based off of missions that you've seen, God, for ages. Like, you can find the roots for some of them back in, like, even 3rd edition. But then you get, hey, not my dog. Uh, Then you get the new Maelstrom stuff. And while the Maelstrom stuff's really cool and you can have fun with it, at the same time, it's like, draw three cards. Oh, manifest a psychic power. Kill a flyer and 
and kill fortification. None of those are going to happen. You basically have just been told by the game, go home, you've <laughs> lost, just yeah. don't even waste time rolling the dice, buddy. I mean, I, I played against Joe a couple of years back. On like, I think it was the metagame league, right, Joe, where, where I beat you just because yeah. of stupid Maelstrom. Like, I was mm. completely outplayed. Uh, like my, oh God, my yes. army was decimated um, to the point where it was like uh, a, a screamer chasing around this <laughs> one guy pretty yeah. much but because he drew terribly on the maelstrom and I drew very fortunately on the maelstrom I won <laughs> yes and so I, I remember that maelstrom pretty well from, right? yeah. it was uh, uh, you kept drawing secure objective one and secure objective three <laughs> <laughs> both of which were in your zone. So you had one group of orcs just continually running back and forth between the two objectives. Yeah, because at 500 I points, you. I take like 50 boys because, you know, like you don't really expect to counter that. And yeah, that's that's all I did the whole game. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think I goaded you with that because you could have moved your screamer to go and do something, but I think I goaded you into being more narrative with it. I'm like, man, you should go and try to kill that guy instead. He, he killed this guy. <laughs> So I guess, you know, karma comes around two years later when he does it again to uh, Phil. Uh, yeah. yeah, spoilers. <laughs> you'll find out about that later. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, sorry, Joe, on you go. Yeah. Oh, I'm just stumbling over words there. Okay. I need to find the pictures of that because if I remember, we took your knob and my herald and put them on top of a building. And then you took a photo and put a really cool Photoshop filter oh, over it. Oh, that's right. I remember that. that and was if we were 13 years old, it would have been the coolest thing. It was yeah. a it was a terrible Never. quality. But Photoshop, we were grown ass doing it. Was, it was pretty good. So yeah, because it was pretty, pretty good. somewhere. His hair. I mean, we had because it was our, our our narrative league. We were doing out at the store that was out in the valley at the time. So we were you know working super hard to to kind of add story to everything. So my knob no my knob killed your herald right or was it the other way around? I uh, think, no, I got you to like a wound and then you just like backhanded me off the building oh yeah so, so then we we set the the two guys up on top of one of the the like skyscraper buildings at the store mm-hmm. and just took a picture of it and then i really crappily deleted yeah. the background <laughs> and put in like a storm lightning background on it uh-huh. and then changed no coloration on it um <laughs> but it was super epic and he kind of set the tone for the rest of that tournament or a league That's until right. people were until like, the store shut down uh, but, yeah. <laughs> sorry dustin <laughs> sorry dustin yeah, yeah pour, pour one out um but yeah, I mean that was that was certainly super cool and, and really to me like a very obvious about the, the issues with with Maelstrom uh, in general. Mm. Uh, so what what's your other two two types there? So you have the the Maelstrom is one you said there, Joe, and then what was something else? Oh, like different kinds of missions. Yeah, yeah, uh, narrative and just screwing around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and you're good at that. I, I put yeah, I I put. A, line between those things because a lot of the time guys will say yeah i want a narrative game um let's try and make it fluffy and really you're just going out there to smash together lists and make a story and that's fine but that's really more towards having fun when i say like a narrative mission it's almost like setting up a scenario for a war game or something like that where you have specifically what's going in there what the setup is maybe some stranger objectives and things like that like when you sit on your hand Oh, when you said, and it goes goes dead. Stranger, I then try and roll dice with it. I kind of want to do that now. Sit on my hand until it goes dead, and wow. then try and roll dice with my numb hand and see yeah. if that makes me roll less ones. I wonder if if it rolls poorly, you can call interference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't roll that. Somebody else. Those, those stranger, <laughs> stranger rolled that. 
Um, Ted, what, what are you good about this about something like out of the book, uh, alternative missions? Um, I, I mean, you know, I think like growing up, like, uh, my friends and I have always come up with like alternate ways of, of playing the game. Like, all right, we're going to set up like little teleporters and you can like move randomly around the board, but we never actually do it. You know, like sometimes we'll have like some little rules that we add, like, all right, if, if you fall off this building, you know, or fall off this truck, you can do this thing. I, mean, I think we like end up adding stuff from like Gorka Morka or something to just kind of enhance our games. But for the most part, we don't do the things like those things that we say we're going to do. So I think like my experience with the alternate uh, games is usually like, you know, it's a tournament that Joe puts on. I think I only played one of them, but they're, you know, like the, uh, actually, no, the Alaska battle brothers, like you did, uh, didn't you do the, the mission designs or some of those uh, modifications to those, uh, for the, those tournaments, Joe? Yeah, I was responsible for, uh, yeah, I modified a lot of the missions. Uh, the first AKBB had some really funky objectives in there, too, which I loved doing, but unfortunately didn't really fit well with the whole competitive side of things. Yeah, but I think that that was, that was really kind of neat because it threw in, like, something else you had to consider. You know, like, it might just be that, you know, those, uh, I think you had, like, a series of force fields that were randomly mm-hmm. generated, and there was, like, one spot. Like, I think there was, like, five of them, right? Or four of them, but then one empty spot, and it, like, randomly moved. Yeah. You know, I mean, that really kind of adds to, like, just a whole different element. Like, that's your maelstrom in a way. Like, yeah. it's, it's that, the the variable that you're not going into the tournament thinking about, so... Um, no, I think it's fluffy and a lot of fun. For sure. I mean, I, I completely forgot about the Battle Brothers missions, but yeah, I played mm-hmm. on that force field table. And it was like you had yeah. five force fields separating the center of the board, uh, so separating the two armies, and then yeah. every turn the force field moved. So well, you, it was. I think it was like four, and then you had a fifth. Oh one, yeah, right. Yeah. And then, but it was like yeah, the fifth one yeah. was like um, it was blank. So like one was down, and you rolled a dice. Like where's it going to be? You know. Like, yeah. But but the nice thing about it was I remember like setting up for this awesome charge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, sweet, my, my gargantuan squiggith oh. is going to get through. It's going to be great. And then uh, one dice roll meant that I couldn't get through anymore. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to reevaluate how, how to shoot and you know and what to do. So that was kind of nice as well. And it was a really simple thing to add. Um, yeah. And what else? The swamp tables? The you swamp had the swamp tables. tables. That was uh, something different, right? Where mm-hmm. everybody had like a six-plus cover. And if you were behind like a, a shrub, you got five-plus or something, right? And then what else did you add to that one, Joe? Uh, the swamp table. The swamp table was interesting because you can't really make a table with like terrain indentions. Yeah. So you had raised bits, like you would normally see as hills on another table, uh-huh. but those raised bits were clear ground. Yeah. And if you were on the ground, yeah, yeah, you had your six of cover save from being in the muck. But if you were on the clear ground, you took cover saves as per line of sight because, well, you can see everybody down there, but of course, everybody down there can see you back up. So what are some of the other? What, what's your favorite uh, alternate mission that you've come up with, the, the, or the crowd favorite, and then your favorite? Like, and what is it that I think like really resonates with people? Crowd favorite is uh, that one's actually really hard to say. So you did something One... on Halloween, right, where you had like chocolate, and like if you keep the chocolate, you get a. Oh no, those those were Nate's mission. Yeah, oh, okay. that was Nate over at Tier One did those ones. Okay. So those were better than yours. Uh, would you mind talking about those? No, no, no shade here. No, no, no shade here. But you say no shade, and that immediately means you're going to throw shade. Sure, throw shade I like yeah. Nate's mission, but one of the things you've got to look for with a mission is yeah. unexpected consequences. Oh, okay. 
So when I put together one of the missions I had around uh, summer last year mm-hmm. was Castro Chaos. Basically, a couple different relics, and you could eat them, and you would get different benefits. Okay. Well, I had to sit down and make sure. Okay, I'm not going to accidentally give feel no pain uh, plus two or whatever to a mob of a hundred boys with a pain boy already in there because we have assholes that. that like. Oh man, I would, I would love to have like that show up in my. Uh... Iron Hands Command Squad. <laughs> I yeah. like to but show up my green tie. One of the yeah, well, uh... one of the missions Nate had, and I liked them. I liked them all, but one of them was spooky ruins. Spooky ruins and was amazing. You pieces oh. of terrain on the board. Yeah, they were spooky. <laughs> and if you stayed in them too long, you got spooked, which mechanically seems like a cool idea. Mm. It discourages people from sitting on an objective and camping it the whole time. <laughs> The problem was that one of the results was on a roll of a, like, a six plus one. So if you had been in there for one turn and then rolled the six, you oh. could flat out run off the board with, with no recourse, pretty much. Yeah, my dude And off the that board. happened to some devastators I was playing against. The dudes just got spooked, top of turn two, dropped the grav guns, and hauled ass like 11 inches oh, to geez. the back of the board. Yeah. And yeah, then they were gone. They didn't get a regroup. They could have done that if they had rolled not 11, but that was it. <laughs> so I think my, my favorite thing, and just kind of while, while I have it fresh in my mind there, it was the, the decision-making part of, of that Halloween tournament that, that Nate ran out at Tier 1 was um, you had candy for objectives. Mm. And you could hold objectives for a point, or you could eat objectives for a point. Now, <laughs> if you eat the objective, the objective's gone. You can't claim it anymore, but mm. you're guaranteed that point, and no one else can take it from you. So it's kind of that tactical do I try and hold it or do I eat it? And also like the, this is game three and I've eaten an awful lot of candy today. Um, it, that, it was a nice balance. That candy one was definitely my favorite. Yeah. Just because that's for us going into it. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, so how do you, I mean, you've come up with kind of a, a heck of a lot of different scenarios kind of out of the box, out of the book scenarios. How do you address balance? Ba- well, that's one of the things. When I say competitive, yeah, you have to look at the balance for that. And for that, it's not just so much looking at all the possibilities, but looking at the major possibilities. Because there's going to be edge cases that if you try to play four, you're just going to end up bogging down the whole thing, making it go longer, making it more complex. What do, what do you so you try and figure out what the most likely problems would be and plan around them. Oh, okay. What was that? No, go ahead. You you're answered what I was going to ask. But... You don't always need a balance missions in scenarios. Uh, that's why I say there's just for fun scenarios and narrative ones. A narrative scenario could easily be, all right, uh, I am Cast, not not Castilian Crow. I'm Drago. I'm Drago, and I have ten buddies. I am trapped in the warp. I'm going to see how many demons I can kill as they respawn, coming on from the edge of the board uh, before I get beat. It, it's inherently unbalanced. You might not even have a win condition there, but it's something entertaining to do. It does sound like a lot of fun, actually. So I know that that's like balance is a big thing in the uh, the tournament and uh, online community. Like, you know, it seems yeah. like that's that's a big thing to bitch about. So. <clears throat> Two macro cannons, <laughs> <laughs> or this table. <laughs> but um, who brings three knights to a game against? Them? <laughs> who brings models against a game? <laughs> <laughs> Please, you, just, you show up all cocky and you say, what's that? I was like, yeah, it's just a tactical squad. That's all I need to beat you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 1850, huh? Uh, <laughs> anyway, as you were saying. But, I mean, uh, 
do, do, do you ever get shit from people like online later on? Like, man, that machine wasn't balanced. And uh, if so, uh, how do you yeah. deal with that? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And the deal of getting shit from people is, and this is the most difficult part for sure, is figuring out who's just really salty and mad that they got their ass beat uh-huh. and who has legitimate complaints. And there can be a lot of overlap. Somebody can be super, super angry about something. Uh, there's a local player uh, by the name of John. Not, not you know, well, uh, no, no, no names. Or, or we don't have to do Miller's name. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. But this guy, uh, we'll just call him um, Moeller. Moeller. John Moeller. John Moeller. Yeah. Uh, dude, extraordinarily salty. But when he bitches about something, yeah. he often has good reason to. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have to kind of sift, okay, you're mad. Why are you mad? Okay, this is good reason to be upset. This is something to address. And then you just go back to ignoring him. Okay. <laughs> Well, we've already like established said, that he doesn't listen process. to podcasts. Yeah, so, right, so. that, that's why I'm okay with, you know, uh, but sometimes you get, <laughs> you get balanced complaints from people that you you just have to ignore. Oh, man. Right. What is going on here? Why can I not bring seven Wraith Knights when Al <laughs> can bring, like, three Storm Surges? Come on, man. Where's the balance in that? Mm-hmm. And And then you just kind of have to try not to yell at them and walk away. Wow. So if you can't get what you want, there's Facebook. So what is a uh, Ted right now on the spot? Come up with a fun scenario out of the book. Uh, out of the book? No, out of like just off book. Oh, oh. Yeah. See um, that, that that makes more sense. Well, I, I, um, the one like the table that we've been or been wanting to do is like a series of like orc teleporters, and you'd like you'd walk up on the teleporter and you roll dice to see if you end up going like to the teleporter you want or not, and so you can kind of move around the board easier. I guess it's more of a pro orc. Uh, mission. Yeah. Um, um, you know, there's another one that I really uh, like a, a zero space kind of thing where you end up th- uh, uh, oh, z- zero space, uh, zero gravity. Um, I think there was a Crusade of Fire had a really cool. I think their first mission was like you on satellite station and you know you uh, blasts can knock people off into space and like your armor is weaker and so on. So. Oh, yeah, and the Horse Heresy books as well have. I know we're talking about like off book stuff, but yeah. they have some really good rules for fighting in zero grab. Yeah. There were rules for that, I think, back in fifth too. I remember a really big thing they had in the core book. Lots of pictures of some gray knights fighting demons on a really awesome space station looking deal. Which, for the life of me, I don't know how they put together. You know what? There was a. Um, I was watching Mini Wargamer, and they had a. Um, oh gosh, what was it? It's like a. They had a campaign. Um, but they would kind of make up their missions to go along with the narrative. Yeah. Um, but I remember like one where it was like a chase. I think like the orcs, I believe it was the orcs. Um, and it was orcs versus Tau. And I think the orcs had gotten like a MacGuffin device, some, some shit. I can't remember what it was. Um, and so what they ended up doing is like they had all these, so it was all vehicles for the most part. Um, boys could, or people could pop out of the vehicles, but, um, they would, they would move the terrain instead of moving the, the, you could move side to side, but you couldn't really go f- uh, faster because everybody's mm-hmm. kind of like locked at a certain speed. Um, and you'd move the terrain like six inches each time towards, you know, like one side of the board to represent like them kind of zooming away. Um, but that was kind of like a fun, a fun way of going about it. I think like they, they tried to catch up. There was some mechanic for that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, almost like coming up with like your, your story and like 
trying to come up with like an action scene and then match your your mission to it. I mean, that probably wouldn't work so much in a tournament, but no, I think for for more of a, a fun game though, mm-hmm. uh, that that would work fantastically. Like the one I really want to be trying yeah. uh, is uh, fifteen lictors in Zone Mortalis against an army. Oh, <laughs> just I'd, for for me, just you know, I think I, I watched Alien or something the other night, and just you know the beep beep <laughs> beep. Uh. And just kind of having all of these, like, random lictors around the place. Because they're no joke. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they die. They're squishy. But when they don't die, they're, they're no joke. Um, I think it would be a fun kind of scenario to do kind of something based off yeah. of aliens. Of just having a, a squad of guardsmen mm-hmm. trying to escape the board. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, like, so they start on, you know, board section one. And they have to get off board section four. Mm-hmm. And you just have to kill them before then. There was a, in the Red Wall. You know. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was going to. Say there's rules in one of the Imperial armors for uh, power lifter sentinel. Hmm. Oh yeah, <sighs> that's yeah, <laughs> that's but... that's a reference you might get. Yeah. There was a, um, I think one of the missions in the Red Wild. There was like a, um, you had all these. Uh, I think it was a, oh the Scions were trying to take out like this control center for like the the Claw of Mork. Um, but you know, I think I think like the. It almost had in the in the story there was like this real like action movie Bruce Willis kind of thing going on where like there's uh, espionage and um, all this stuff, but I don't think in game terms it really worked out. But I don't think they really like pushed it in that uh, in that mission. But you know it'd be cool to come up with something like do you remember the old Patrol missions from I think it was Patrol like back in uh, third edition or whatever where you had uh, you could attack, but if you move you couldn't move a if you moved a vehicle on, the sentinels would go away, and then your opponent would be able to move again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, if you if you shot, um, you had to roll a dice, and on a certain, uh, you know, if it's, like, a three-up, they're alerted, and the sentinels go away, and then the army can move. And I think if you kill somebody, they can raise the alarm on, like, a five-plus or something like that. So there's, like, all these different kind of, like... I think your sentinels, they had a spotting distance, too. So, I don't know. There's, like, those were cool mechanics, yeah. I think, to... Yeah. Kind of bring the intensity back. Like, can I go in and like sabotage the base before you know the army uh, kicks up? What about you, Joe? Make up a mission now. Oh, hmm. let's see. How many orcs can you kill before the end of the game? <laughs> you know, I, I had talked to like a while ago to to one of the guys in our play group as well about just taking two hundred boys. And mm. seeing how long it would take for him to pile through them. With what? Just... I think Space Wolves oh, okay. is what he was talking about. And just kind of like just ramming two armies on and then just, I guess, spending five hours figuring out who rolls dice for what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the idea of these last stand ones, I mean, they're really appealing to me right now. Um, but I think, you know, Ted, going back to, you know, alternative missions and kind of outside the book, I think you, you kind of hit the nail right on the head where you got to get your story down first. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, figure out why the fight is happening, what kind of fight is happening. And right from then, then you can kind of delve into what rules to use um, if you want to kind of set it off of a, a standard mission base mm-hmm. and then kind of expand from there. Uh, but, I mean, there's, there's so many right now that would be amazing. Like, I know you yeah. look at something like Fury Road, like that that sweet Mad Max movie oh, that okay. made everyone start orc armies before, <laughs> you know. Um Having something and, like the rolling road where the scenery moves backwards and it's mm-hmm. all vehicles. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe, on you go. Oh, no. And I was just going to say, this is exactly why I separate competitive missions into something else. Because when you come in and you're like, I'm going to play three games over the course of a day, you aren't really getting a chance to sit down with your opponent and come up with a story. Maybe you'll make one up afterwards about how, you know, uh, you let yourself get stomped to death by a brass scorpion. But... <laughs> 
Otherwise, you just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. Well, I think also something that's like really important is that um, I have been smelling bubblegum all day, and I just realized that I got a new deodorant, and it smells like bubblegum. It's hard-hitting. That's awful. <laughs> it's hard-hitting. It's, it's this new deodorant. Um, I... I, I don't smell you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You want to wear my coat? No. <laughs> kind of no. high schoolish. No, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to wear your letter jacket. <laughs> yeah. that, that's, that's, that's a reference I get. <laughs> I was asked earlier by you, John. Uh, it just came to me. What was something that the players thought was one of the better scenarios or whatnot? Mm. I was already done with that section. And it actually <laughs> isn't a full scenario. Yeah, it isn't a full scenario, but it's something a lot of them loved, and I got a lot of positive comment back on it, was at the start of the game, I provided each player with a piece of paper. I would have liked to have gotten them envelopes, but I was a little rushed. And you wrote down on it one unit that you thought your opponent would... uh, Sorry, you wrote down one unit that you thought would survive to the end of the game. Hmm. And then you put it down, and that was that. And if you could... correctly predict which of your units would not bite it over the course of the game, you'd get a point. And another variant of that that really went over well was straight up at the start of each each game turn, you declare to your opponent one unit that you thought would die. And if you were correct, you got a point. Of course, you pair that with purge, so you pick a unit. Your opponent has to make that choice between, well, do I kill this unit and give him a point and get one, or do I let it yeah. go by and you did, some, you did a variant of that. I, I, I played it wrong turn. against my opponent. I picked the oh, unit yeah. that would die each turn, and he picked the unit that he thought he would kill each turn, uh-huh. which honestly uh, was, was still a blast. Yeah. yeah. I brought that one back a couple times, too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, mark them. Yeah, because it was, it was a blast for me because I had a, a truck full of, ten, like, two trucks full of tank busters that were just demolishing uh eldar tanks you have like all these like little single units of tanks or like wave like this is one wave serpent this is one fire prism okay well here's all the rocket shots (laughs) i think one of them i melted bomb to death or tank buster bomb to death which Uh took out like half the unit with it as well (laughs) but Uh worth it worth it (laughs) worth it sweet sweet i mean i think i mean like i said i think uh when you find that inspiration you just kind of have to you know I think for these kind of games and alternative things, you know, it's all about knowing your opponent. I mean, like, hey, man, you want to do something cool? And then you find some form of inspiration, be it, you know, a movie or, or a book or, you know, something weird just on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then try and how can I recreate this in a, in a game of 40K? You know, I think that, like... Uh, you oh, know, oh, oh, a game of 40K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two sisters, one cup. One cup. <laughs> Sometimes you have to experiment a yeah. But I think that that continually pass feel no pain rolls for that second sister. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all the tartar yeah. sauce. So yeah, I, I'm sorry, please. Continue. Oh, um, yeah, I think that it seems like it's kind of tough. I think like you know with like with with games where like friendly games, you know, that's uh, creating your own missions and going is kind of tough. But I know like as a player playing in these uh, kind of more creative games, it's it's a little tough. Like trying to like strike a balance in yourself and have like a certain level of acceptance, I think for um, like, like just strange things you didn't expect, you know, like almost right off the bat, you're going to look at it and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is so un- unfair, you know, like I'm a shooty army. You're a salty army. We, we so have a things, very right? forgiving and understanding community that yeah. likes to try new things, Ted. But, <laughs> but I, I think that there's still, there probably is still a dialogue that I think like internally or maybe externally or on the internet that happens. So it's, 
um, yeah, it, it's definitely important to. Yeah, you you have things. to have it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you end up going, oh, I have a, a fluffy speed freaks army where you have some bikes, some buggies, and a couple of trucks. And another guy goes, I have a fluffy outdoor army. They're from a craft world where everyone rides a bike and also scatter lasers growing trees. <laughs> well, and, you know, well. <laughs> to be fair, though, biker biker orcs are pretty pretty hardcore. <laughs> not as hardcore. <laughs> not not as hardcore as uh, you know like thirty scatter bikes, but but, but they're pretty pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty good. Well, I think I, I'm good with this. Cool. You all good right. with this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Well, right. I'll be uh, right Have back uh, with some more dick jokes. Uh, Yay! Dick man, my old lady is so moody right now. I hate that time of the month. <laughs> not me. I buy generic tampons. They clean up all that gross lady stuff, and she's happy because we've saved money. Wow, generic tampons. I'll have to give those a try. Damn, I can't believe I lost another game. All of my dice are rolling once. Quit the whining, man. You should change your cotton. Another rending hit. Thanks, generic brand tampons. Generic brand tampons, not just for ladies. For a limited time, send in six applicator sticks for a free dice bag. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm right. All right. Okay, I'm good. We're back. Oh, phew. Whew. That, uh, that worked tough. out well. Well, you know, we, we've had some positive feedback for, for some of the, the gamier shows we've done. Just uh, now? Yeah, yeah, just, just right now. I said oh. it was amazing. Okay. Uh, so we're <laughs> going we're gonna to continue with that kind of, kind of theme and do a couple of fun little, little, little games with, with uh, our guest and Ted. So with that note, oh, man, I hope I don't play more than 30 seconds of this. It's time for eBay Price is Right 40K Edition. Uh, no, that's, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the rules of the game, uh, and the best thing about this as well is Joe couldn't hear any of that wonderful music. Uh, know. Um, you know, Parody Law. I'll on. get it in post. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it in post. Uh, I, I combed through eBay today, uh, oh. picking out uh, listings, and I need you guys to get, be the closest guess for price without going over based on the title of the item alone. So are these things that I'm close guessing... out already, or are they like... These are buy it now prices on eBay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. At least... Or pro-painted. Uh, let, let's, let's see here. One. Isn't everything pro-painted on there? Uh, there's only two, and one is pro-painted, one is commission painting, which oh. I, I think is oh. a higher tier of pro-painting. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to get this right off the bat here. We're going to go for the Warhammer 40,000 limited edition Codex Wait, wait, wait Okay, wait, wait, wait. So for the uh, – do we um, buzz Ship. in or uh, – Yeah, like I said um, – yeah, buzz okay. in. So, all right, so... Bzz. Okay, Ted. Okay. No, I'm sorry, that was an example. Okay, okay, okay yeah, so yeah. So finish the... Which uh, so, so you have a Warhammer 40,000 limited edition codex, Blood Angels. Bzz. $35. Yes. $35 yeah. for the limited edition codex that oh. had a limited run. Oh, shoot. Uh, and sold I'm out in a day. Edition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> Joe. Joe. 120 120 from Joe. Well, what do we got oh, from Ted? Uh, 99 99 uh, so Ted, oh. oh, Joe was the closest without going over, though he was still very far away because it was two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, for a two- I didn't think people would pay no, that much for garbage. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> well, apparently some people still buy Blood Angels models. Two hundred dollars, and they still get one less attack <laughs> under dreads. Oh, okay, All right. Let's 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 reset this here. Okay. Uh, the Warhammer Forty Thousand Second Edition Dark Millennium Expansion in box. Oh shit. Bzz- 150. Okay. So Tad goes 150. Joe, what do you go? 230. 230. Oh. Uh, so both of you. We're over? 
Yeah, uh, $84.29. Really? It was $120 Canadian, uh, dirty Canadian. Oh, money. that's what I was thinking. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually uh, I've always cheap. heard that second edition in box is like a pain in the neck to get. Yeah. It's super a pain in the neck to get. So I was like, should I? And then I'm like, no, no, just research. Just research. Wow. What was that? Probably like 50 bucks when it came out? or Yeah, it was no, 40, 40 pounds for me because UK. I think okay. it was the, the main game is 50 pounds. And then so the expansion 60, was like 40. Right? Yeah, it was. It was. 60 bucks. But I had psychic powers and those were those were so overpowered so in second edition. So it's not. Uh, yeah, it didn't seem like it's marked up as much. No, no, no. I actually just, think about it. Like, I think some of those books, like Rogue Trader, you can get like fairly close to. Retail, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like freebooters and <laughs> here we go, go for a mint. But all right, so number three on my list here: uh, an Iron Father, Space Marines, Warhammer forty thousand. Eighteen, eighteen. Joe, you want to buzz in there? Twenty-two. <laughs> Twenty-two. Uh, so, Ted, you were you were wrong. Uh, <laughs> Technically, technically, you both were wrong. Um, Joe, you were close without going over. The actual cost was less wrongest. Forty six dollars and seventy five cents. Motherfucker, are they out of print? Uh, yeah, out of print. Really, oh. really hard to get. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 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 an okay model, but it's like cool classic second edition sideways pose. Oh. Uh, but it's yeah, forty six seventy five. Uh, time for uh, the favorite. If I had the right bells, like ding 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 ding, like uh-huh. bonus rounds. Okay. Uh, we have a Warhammer forty thousand. Forge World, Eldar Phantom Titan, Pro Painted to Order. Bzz, Ted, uh, this, is, this is from Ted, Professional no. Commission Painter. <laughs> how, how much did you say for a Phantom Titan? Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, $350. $350? Yeah. So less than retail for the, the is Pro. That, is that how much they go for? The big Phantom Titan. Oh, I thought they didn't go for Oh, I was I'm, thinking I'm, Revenant. I'm, I'm going to come back to you. Okay. Okay. Wait, okay. so Joe. is is Ted locked in at 350 No, no, we're going to come back to him here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I was going to do three fifty one. Um, <laughs> but No, uh, uh, let's see. I'm actually going to go 1200 $1,200. Twelve hundred. Uh, Ted's going to start. I have seen some stupid people on the internet. You're going to go eight hundred. How much does this go for? Uh, oh, you can't. Sorry, Ted. It was twelve hundred and eighty-two dollars oh, and sixty cents. Oh, that damn. much? Wow. I figured it was Eldar, so it would. <laughs> so it should be like less. <laughs> yeah. Okay. People. People charge a ton for titans. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. So, so these are side rounds. So these uh, next couple don't count towards the main total. These are my pro painted category. Uh, <laughs> we have Warhammer 40,000 Forge World Fire Raptor Gunship Commission Painting. I'm going to say the retail on this is about 100 pounds. Just just tad just yeah. a little bit of uh, information for you. Thanks. Bzz, 250. 250. Yeah. Man, I got to get more commission work from you. Yes, Joe. 251. 251. Joe is closest without going over. I'll go 360. 360. Uh, It was $523. What? Only three times as much as the Fire Raptor itself. Wow, man. My prices are off. (laughs) Yeah, they are. (laughs) Bump it up. Okay, so last on the the pro-painted bonus round is a 25mm Forge World WDS-painted Derrideo pattern dreadnought. I think it retails for about 60 pounds with arms, I think. 70 pounds, maybe. I, I forget. Is it 200? So 200 from Ted. Joe? I'm actually going to go lower. Uh, 170. 170. So this one here. Uh, so Joe. 
you didn't hear that, but that was just a buzzer. Um, you were wrong. You were Ted was closest without going over. This was my other wild card: three hundred and nineteen dollars. Wow! For a single. Were they pretty I, ill? Yeah. I mean, were they pretty amazing paint jobs? It was an okay paint job for yeah. sure. I, I don't okay. think it was worth like four times that of the model. Um, wow! Yeah, man, that's. Wow. Okay. I guess start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so start doing Ted, some supremacy suits. <laughs> Ted, Ted's new commission rate is each marine is a hundred dollars. Yeah. I gotta go talk to Sterling. By the way, I know we agreed to. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. So now uh, we're gonna start getting into the weird, weird parts here. Uh, the loincloth from a killer can. Is this an eBay question? <laughs> you can get a loincloth <laughs> yeah. from a killer can. So, so like the little chainy loincloth <laughs> from ahead, a killer Joe. can. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Um, eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine dollars. Oh God, you're both both. Is it less? It's a dollar four. Oh, it's a little what? piece of plastic with a skull. Oh. The loincloth. I got a little excited. Oh, <laughs> oh, kill the ca- okay, kill the cans. Uh, oh, pretend like you don't know, Joe. Go. What's this killer can? Oh, oh, what what is a killer can? <laughs> what is the internet? Uh, okay, we have a. Uh, you can still pull this out here, Ted. Uh, you, yeah, right. You're only uh, so three behind. Um, How many do we have left? Uh, four. Oh god. So we have a dark vengeance chaos space marine cultist with auto gun. Random. This is one dollar. One dollar. Well, what about you, Joe? Uh, two forty-nine. Uh, you're both wrong. It was ninety-nine cents. Whoa. That's a deal. Now he gets you on shipping Dang. on that. To be fair, he gets you on shipping on that one. But I didn't write down how much that was. How much was it? Oh, okay. I have a brand new unopened Citadel base air paint Averlin Sunset 0.4 ounce. Three dollars. Three dollars. How 10. many ounces? Uh, just the standard paint pot size 0.4 ounce. Wait, wait. Did you say? It is a. Oh, okay. I thought you said like 24 ounces, and I'm imagining like. Unopened Citadel base <laughs> air paint. A gallon of sunset. Yeah. <laughs> Go eight dollars. Come on, Joe. Yeah, eight dollars. It's eight dollars. I need to start having to put the timer on if Joe does not answer for his bad internet connection. Uh, oh, hey. Did you did you give us a price? Uh. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I, I gave this one to you, Ted. <laughs> what are you doing? You're looking it up, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. This is why. Fine. I'll give you a price. Yes. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. <laughs> wow. Slightly, slightly over. The actual price was five ninety-nine. So good job, Ted. Score, score there. <laughs> the penultimate one. A Blood Angels Furioso Dreadnought faceplate. 99 cents. Okay, Ted, please buzz in first before answering. Okay, Joe. I'm guessing 249 again. Uh, Ted wins. It was $1.50. Oh. Which oh, seems actually no. pretty cheap for just like the faceplate part. I am not going to sell bits online. No. no. Yeah, I'm used to bits being more expensive. Have I? Uh, again, have I been getting ripped off? They, they get you on shipping and all, all of these. 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. Bucks. Like uh, 8 bucks shipping. Yeah. This answer is in Great British Pounds. Because I couldn't be bothered to do the conversion. <laughs> okay. An Emperor's Children Champion, Emphalus conversion, Warhammer 40,000. This is a model that is uh, 
of an Emperor's Children Space Marine that has had a penis modeled onto it that is about <laughs> six foot long by scale. I've seen this one. Because <laughs> oh, I, 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 now, to be fair, I sent this picture to Joe earlier. I just don't <laughs> okay. think he went past and saw the price of it. Because <laughs> I hope not. Uh... Oh gosh, uh... <laughs> Joe. Uh, eight pounds British, and then like two of whatever you people consider pennies. <laughs> so eight pounds and two pennies. Is that what they call it? A penny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, two pounds. Two pounds. Ted was closest without going over. It is five British pounds, uh, which works out uh, being about um, like eight dollars, I think, eight, okay. nine dollars. So, Joe, you were right, American currency, but I was asking for British currency. Uh, so we're going to take, take a final tally here. I have one, two for Joe, a three for Ted, and Joe got the bonus round, so it's a draw. Yay! Yay! Group hugs. Group hugs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Uh, oh. So, um, this was fun. It ended on a draw because I didn't ask enough questions. I, I'm going to give it to Joe because he took the bonus round, I guess. I thought that, would, that would be the best thing. Uh, so this being eBay Price is Right, uh, join us next episode when it will be Bitsbarden Price is Right. <laughs> right I'm okay. done with that now. I'm done. It's good. <laughs> we had to let the music go for like a little bit. We have 30 seconds before it's not parody anymore. Uh-oh. Yeah, so sad. Uh, okay, so we will be right back with something because we might break these, these game shows up differently. Gynecomastia is a myth, and so is gout. Ever met somebody with gout? I thought so. Why do we know much about these? Because we are soy. It is our job to know about your body. What we do know is, soy is a complete protein that can replace animal protein. It is a great dietary fiber, and can reduce your LDL and triglycerides. We also know that if you develop man boobs, it is not our fault. It is your dad's. Soy milk. It's not as bad as they say. All right, game two. Again, this is this is the, the Marlboro way of throwing shit against the wall and seeing what <laughs> sticks. Um, so what I, I have here is something that's very close to my heart because the, so much of my soul was destroyed researching it uh, earlier. Uh, we have 40K fan fiction or Pokemon Digimon fan fiction. Uh, I'm going to be reading a line from... Uh, a fan fiction written piece. Oh, God. And you have to tell me whether it is from the 40K universe or the Pokemon or Digimon universes. By the way, if it's a, if uh, we read your uh, uh, an excerpt from one of your pieces, give us a message. Oh, for sure. And I, I do have uh, the story titles of all stories that are taken yeah. here. We'll pretend to apologize to yeah. you on the next yeah. episode. Yeah, so for, we'll for probably ridicule you. Okay, yeah, so. that's fine. <laughs> so, so let's get going with uh, 40K fluff or Pokemon Digimon fan fiction. Okay, so I'm going to turn this down a little bit here. Master volume. There we go. <laughs> All right, so first up here. Yeah. Kaya woke up and found himself on the ground. What the heck, he said. Buzzing. 40K. Oh. Joe buzz. Oh, do we buzz? Yeah, we buzz. buzz. You got to buzz. 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 Okay. <laughs> Joe. 40K. Yes, that is from the 40K short story, Life Crusade, oh. which was uh, two paragraphs long. <laughs> uh Negative, sir. The blizzard is interfering with the communications. We have to get out of here in order to contact the fleet. 40k. Uh, yep, Ted. That, that is obviously 40k. <laughs> its feverish gaze met light blue eyes, shining with fervor. <laughs> it's Digimon. Nope, that is actually 40k. A short story called what? Revelations. Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to guess get Digimon too. <laughs> 
Uh, acceptable answers will be Digimon or Pokemon, by the way. I, I don't expect you to, to, to guess the sub-universe in there. 40K or anime? 40K or anime. Oh, I like that even better. Good job, Joe. You used to read yeah, it in a segment. Best. All right, so uh, here we go. Suddenly, a new voice came out from the device, but she didn't drop it out of fright. This is Digimon. Oh. Well, I, I, well, hold on. I was buzzing in Joe, Joe buzz first. Joe buzz first. <laughs> yeah. What do we got? It's Digimon. Yeah, it is Anime, Digimon. sorry. Anime. It's anime, oh, okay. yeah. So anime or 40K. An even better <laughs> right. title. Uh, the man was as tall as him with short-cut hair and an expressionless smile occupying anime? his face. Ted. Anime. It is anime, yes. That is from the the Pokemon short story where we hear James's mission about uh, <laughs> Team Rocket's very own James. You should send me a link to that one later. Uh, I will. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she sighed, closing the door. 40k. Oh, Ted! No, that is that is anime. Um, Which I'm buzzing into guess. So, so, <laughs> too late, Joe. Too late. That is from the uh, short Pokemon story, "Married for a Week," where oh god, where Ash and Dawn get married for a week on a bet. Uh, the reason uh, it was so short is because it was it was very specially written, and it was very hard to find something ambiguous in there. <laughs> Buy us some more time, and I promise you, it will be dealt with. She reached out with an open palm. This is 40K. That is 40K, Ted. And this is for everything here. The last one, uh, we're tied at three apiece between Joe and Ted. Anime or 40K? What is this fucking shit? This is 40K. <laughs> Ted. 40K. 40K. That is from... <laughs> That is from the uh, very lovely written 40k fan fiction about the Angry Marines. Oh, uh, and cool. their their attacks against their their attacks against uh, the Ultramarines for taking all the fucking credit again. Goddamn wow. Smurfs! Uh, I, I, I think loved, I was robbed. I would have really loved that to be po- uh, Pokemon. Yeah, that would have been, been perfect. <laughs> I really I actually want to start writing Pokemon fan fiction. Yeah, just so, so I think. Uh, oh, that's a dark road to go down. Right, that is a, that, and then, this is why I like this so much because uh, anime or 40k. Uh, so this has been the first installment of Anime or 40K. I very much enjoyed it, to be honest with you. So I'm going to be doing a ton more of these. Uh, and then, oh, that, that's enough of that. that, that enough of that old-timey raggy music. Uh, yeah, so that was Anime or 40K. Congratulations, Ted. You, you won by a very narrow Something. margin. Uh, the, the depths I had to sink to, to, to pull those quotes, I yeah. don't know if I'm ever going to recover. You're just not looking in the right places, John. Well, see, now that you have given us a better defined category and a, and a catchier segment name of Anime <laughs> or 40K, uh, I, I think I, I have a much better place to go. Uh, a lot of it's going to be from Gundam because that's <laughs> going to be hard. Yeah. Wow. See, you could have been reading uh, The Beast Rises this entire time. You were reading uh, fan see, fiction. Yeah, I, I spent a good hour coming through uh, fanfiction.com for, oh. for different things. It was... uh, I'll accept my royalties for the name change in the form of a cheese plate. <laughs> well, there's a cheese plate right here, but you want to do it over Skype. Oh, oh well, mail it to me, okay? I will mail you a cheese platter. <laughs> All right. Gross. So that is mean, that 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 was uh, 40k fluff for Pokemon fan fiction, but now it was uh, 40k or anime because that rhymes and rhyming is good. All right, uh, we shall be right back for a quick rack up. Rack up, yeah. <laughs> All the boobs. Uh, I, I cannot talk today. We'll be back for a quick wrap up, and then we'll be uh, we'll we'll be out.
because milk is murder. Microphone. NPR voice. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Can we let me, let's let me out and PR each other? <clears throat> Welcome to talking quietly into the microphone about Warhammer Forty Thousand. Battles in the 41st Millennium. My the Grim Darkness of the 41st Millennium. <laughs> Two guys like to touch each other on the... Lower your voice, off. please. Lower, lower your voice. Um, I'm Talk joined, softly. I'm joined today by Ted. How, no, Theodore. How, how are we today, Theodore? I am feeling quite fine. Thank mm-hmm. you. We are speaking about the financial benefits of investment within King's Workshop's portfolio. Of stocks and shares. I would not recommend it. Instead, I would buy Silly Putty. I find that Silly Putty, if left in the package long enough, will it become a hard investment. <laughs> <laughs> snap, snap. You were about to snap, snap. <laughs> that is an accurate description of the <laughs> properties of the Silly Putty. But I think we're lacking up. Long-term financial plan. <laughs> oh, I can't do it anymore. Oh. <laughs> Let's try to do an entire episode one of these days. Like, try to do an entire episode of NPR voice. <laughs> that wasn't NPR voice. That was. It was like I don't know what that was. It was like John's PB- bedroom voice. Yes. <laughs> it was like PBS or something. <laughs> no, is this or is it the, the, the classical jo- music channel? Yeah, channel? yeah. It's like all of the the, the PBS and things like I watch is, is, is generally people talking quietly into a microphone, like really up close. So that's all I was doing. You was, have been listening to the reenactment of Chopin's last bowel movement. That's oh, much better. That's much better. Oh, and and it seems like he has rolled a six on his dice. That indicates a hit. That's a Wonderful news for the player. And See, that's yeah, that's the one will doing. He roll a feel no pain. Oh, and, and, and Theodore, this is not good. It looks like his opponent rolled a six, indicating that he felt no pain. Now, let me qu- tell you about the history of the feel no pain. Originally, back in 2014, the feel no pain was introduced at a four plus. Later on, different. Now, boys, I need you to look at this right here. If you follow my circles right over here, you could see where he felt the feel no pain. And now, now they're just going to come up along the ten yard line, and then he's flaked. He's flaked. He's done for. Uh, and yeah, well, then, then you have. So this is our just our our, our different voices segment, I guess. Because uh, then you then you have your uh, your your retired pro athlete announcer, and you'd be like, "Well, let's throw to you, Cotton, about what's happening here in the big game." Like, well, I tell you what. <laughs> He's throwing his stuff down the left flank. They're left the right completely exposed. It's crazy. <laughs> just, Hello, just peak limiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, my new X-wing name is Peak Limiter now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we got <laughs> Yeah. Well, this is this has been a, a fun episode. Um, oh, are, are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've been recording this whole time. You really think I? Like waste this whole time on NPR voice. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah of it, it pains John to do this normally. It, it does. <laughs> he does it for us, for you, oh, for God. you listening audience. It, it, it really does pay me. But it's like, I think we're gonna have to do this more often, Ted. And I know this is this is a horrible thing to listen to, but we just try and NPR each other and see who breaks first. <laughs>
That's a great idea. Oh, Gosh, maybe if we get some like uh, some bat reps and just do commentary over the bat reps. Oh my god, yeah, we could probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. All right, we're giving you internet ideas. Yeah. yeah so if yeah. there is anybody listening, you can so do so yeah, I think within the next few days we'll probably release uh, a, a, a glacial geek bat rep with commentary. Uh, and here like- you can see the four knights. Just as they uh, destroy Phil's hopes and dreams. I, I think it'll just be... <laughs> Here me, is the one tactical squad. <laughs> just me, uh, do a director's commentary for that. I think that'd be pretty badass. Uh, but anyway, for this episode, I mean, I want to thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, I really want to hear everyone's ideas for, for, for narrative missions or, or things they can do. Like I said, the, the Fury Road is an example of one. Oh, yeah. um, Aliens is another example of one I really want to do. And honestly, I want to do a Die Hard one. Mm. Where you have like a bunch of chaos sentries going around and then yeah. you have like one... One guy on the inside, uh, just kind of trying to take everyone down through sentry rules. Well, I think that probably be more so of a like solo the Assassin's board game. Yeah, I was going to say probably be more like a solo <laughs> yeah. game, but you know, it had to be a, uh, an Imperial Guard dude in a white vest and, and no shoes. I'm pretty sure I can model them off of John McClane. <laughs> okay. Chaos Lord Hans Gruber. <laughs> oh, forever rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Oh, it makes me sad now. Well, on that note, um. A fart noise or something here. No. Uh, this has been episode 15 of Mob Rules. We'll be back like an Iron Duke in two weeks where we're going to be talking about stuff. Most likely, we're going to be talking about the first two books and The Beast Arises. Oh, yeah. What, I know, like, three is a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like all that other stuff. What is a 12 part series? So, Hexadecimal? Hex- isn't that 16? Hexilogy would be a 16 part series. We're gonna find that out, and then we're yeah. gonna we're gonna overuse <laughs> that term. But we're gonna be talking about part one, uh, which is oh god, this is terrible. I'm blanking on the name I of book one. Slaughter. I am slaughter, uh, focusing on the the new, well, pretty newly created Imperial Fist chapter, um, and and their cleansing of a world and some politics backdrop, which I'm really enjoying the politics stuff. I got to say, mm. uh, and then book two, Predator mm. Prey. Mm. Uh, so we'll be discussing those first two books. In preparation for for the next set that are coming out, it's Yay. good times. I'm excited. Maybe we'll do a puppet show for maybe it too. maybe we'll do like a little puppet show, yeah. and we'll explain the plot through puppets. A silent puppet show, puppetry of the penis. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube; it's fantastic. Uh, so anyway, yeah, for for Mob Rules, we want to thank jo- uh, Joe. Want to thank John too, but Joe for for hanging out with us here for a little bit, uh, making that long drive out to your boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm really thinking I should have listened to more than the one podcast I was in because uh, you guys are really vulgar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of uh, took a... You know, one of my... on the back burner a little bit. But one of my favorite... You com- inspired us. Yeah, one of my favorite communities on Facebook is, and it's free plug here, is at 40K for Grown Ups, mm. uh, which is the name of the group. And it's it's one of my favorite places because mm. it's... It's there. There's rude stuff and swearing, sure, but mostly it's just a bunch of mature modelers like showing their shit off without. Uh, yeah, that unit sucks, fag. Oh. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. That's part of the authentic 40k experience. That's though. part of the AKW experience that we try and provide <laughs> uh, <laughs> through our careful moderation, our careful of deleting any useful comment tested. ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I've I've deleted more comments than Joe and Nate combined. Mm. I'm pretty sure, but. <laughs> Oh well. Uh, so yeah. So thank thank you, Joe, for 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 putting up with our vulgarity and letting us experiment with you with games, and also for you know giving us that quality 40k or anime uh, title. We're definitely going to be working more on that, um, uh, especially because I really just like the theme music. I think yeah. it's yeah. my it's my favorite. Thing I really about got it like a lot of really good hobby advice. I'm going to start using uh, plastic card and orcs. For yeah. Oh my god. And uh, you know, 
if it's terrible, who cares? Because no, I can't even. I can't even fake joke it. There's a lot of skill and thought that goes into orc conversions. <laughs> no, there isn't. You oh, put Elastigard on a toy from the book. Let's spray paint it red. So, so my my Buzzgob Stompa, like I said, I oh, no. in order to to fit an Imperial Knight torso on top of a Stompa, it's more than just fucking plastic card. I got to do oh. wires and cables and. All right. <laughs> and, and yeah, scaffolding constructs. Anyway, uh, dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, Ted, right. you have anything you want to say just uh, before I make sure to stop by out. the Facebook page? Yeah. Um, like us or don't, I don't care. I don't give a shit if you like our page. I do, but <laughs> definitely take part in the poll. I want to yeah. hear what people have to say yeah. about the uh, the narrative versus competitive. Let, let us know what you think of Ted's poll. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can find <laughs> it on the Facebook sucks. page. Uh, not very me. long, not very interesting. <laughs> oh. No, it's only three questions I've long. Mine's is, lots of girls. <laughs> the average is about six questions. Ted's about three. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be back in uh, two weeks, and so check out the Facebook page. Details are coming up, and uh, we'll we'll see you then. Oh, it's, it's horrible when you get like a comeback like a minute later. <laughs> anyway, have a good night. Bye. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at the mob at tophat arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks. Oh, no, it, it's good. I mean, it could be in the podcast, but I don't know if it would, like, uh, right. where I actually bring it up. Okay. Well, um, go for it. Yeah. So. So you have a story about our, our glacial geek. Uh, what is it? Tell us about it. This sounds like smack. I want to hear some good smack. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. It's, it's pure smack. Trash talking. So I, this is going to be an entire segment Phil. right here. But, yeah. I I'm playing my breast okay. scorpion list. Okay. And What's your breast scorpion gimmicky. list? Is it like multiple breast scorpions? Uh, no, it's breast scorpion, fate weaver, okay. Bellacor, a demon prince with the grimoire, and then some horrors. You I, just I make a giant invincible scorpion. If you want to, I think they go, the brass scorpions can go in squadrons, and um, ITC says that you can make them out of a sheet of plastic card with an orc on top. So if you need two more, that's pretty tempting. Oh, uh, no, just no. I'll have to consider it next time. <laughs> oh, my soul dies. But, every no, time. I'm running that list, and okay. it's Hammer and Anvil. Okay. Phil's running his Dark Angels, and he has something ridiculous like. 15 friggin' last cannons in it, and oh, a couple yeah. melter melter bikers rolling around. Mm-hmm. And I deploy across from him. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. Yeah. I get first turn. All my dudes are up in the air. Grimoire the Scorpion. Start kicking him to death, like I've done many times before. He seizes on me. And suddenly, there are 15 last cannons, a lot of them twin-linked. Oh. Aiming straight down at me, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is well, bad. Not shooting your mom. <laughs> yeah, feels feels like okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'll see. So I'm like, hold, hold on, buddy, hold on. Are you sure you want to see? You don't have to. Oh, that's a good oh, point, Joe. You're the worst. Oh, I'm like, yeah, man. You don't have to seize at all if you don't want to. It's uh, sometimes it's more advantageous not to see. Oh, you're a <laughs> Did yeah, he? you know what? I deployed anyways, thinking I wouldn't go first. So, yeah, you have the first turn, 
I'm like, okay, friend, that's your decision. Uh, start removing bikes from the board. What? More Let's of the do. story. Um, Don't trust yeah. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you played the Fate Weaver. Yeah. Man, yeah, he, he was fluffy, though. He played the character of Fate Weaver very <laughs> well in that battle. You know, you could... Beautiful, beautiful, naive man. You could blow up my Brass Scorpion in turn one, therefore taking the majority of my army and synergy away, or <laughs> you could let me murder you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I could get murdered. <laughs> How many fingers in this bot? <laughs> we'll start with all. <laughs> oh, oh. Poor, uh, oh, yeah. poor Joe going in dry. <laughs> Spit on it first. Oh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, after that, yeah. The second time we try to close the show down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. There's no more for that. Hey, let's. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. This is gonna be a good outro. Oh, okay. So let's yeah, let's stop true. it here, and then we'll start again. Outed. Outed. <laughs>